Hey y'all, what is up? What's poppin'? What's going on? You are now tuned into the Spiritually Free Podcast, where we share information on holistic medicine, spirituality, and all things self-progression. This podcast is very unfiltered, unapologetic, and to be honest, y'all, we're not always going to be politically correct. So if you get offended easily, please exit stage left. This podcast is not for you. My goal is to awaken people to their divinity through holistic medicine and writing your own story. So if you're ready, on to the episode. Hey, 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 greeting my gods and goddesses. It is 2023. We are in a brand new year. I am so grateful to have breath in my lungs. I'm excited to be able to continue this podcast. I want to thank every single last one of y'all that's been tuning into my podcast every time that I post, that reach out to me and tell me how much you enjoy my podcast, that give me encouraging words. I am so appreciative to it. I thank y'all so much. Um, so I'm about to start back posting every Tuesday and Thursday at 2.22 p.m. Now, this is Mountain Standard Time because I live in Arizona. So uh, make sure you got your time zone correct because we back in this bitch. So today's episode I'm really excited about because I have Goddess Eloa who is joining me today to talk about sex. We're talking about our yonis, relationships. We're talking about a lot of stuff, okay? And if you follow her Instagram page, then you already know that this is her scope. She talks about healing her yoni. She talks about confidence. She um, specializes in healing relational trauma. So check her out if you have not heard of her or if you're not following her already. Get with it, okay? Um, so what we're talking about today is something that I'm really excited about because um, as we were talking about in this episode, it's so easy to get caught up in what's been programmed into us when it comes to feminine energy. And when we realize that feminine energy is an essence of you, it is your vibration. It is more than just what you look like. It is more than um, how you walk, how you talk, how you make men feel. It's more about the essence of being nurturing, compassionate, about being able to receive. Um, it's just that soft energy. And I want to talk more about this with her. So I'm super, super, super excited. And I think it's so beautiful that there's so many people just like her speaking up about their truths and about um, the truths of women and their yoni and just educating women all around. So the very first question I asked her was, what's been your journey with yoni healing? Let's get into it. Honestly, it's been really challenging. Um, It's been a lot of ups and downs because there was a lot of um, unlearning and relearning that I had to to go through on this journey. Mm-hmm. So it's been challenging, but it's definitely been worth it. I, I will say that much. It has definitely been worth it. I feel like that's definitely the most challenging part is the unlearning. Because, like, we're so programmed as people. And <clears throat> even when we work on our unlearning process, we also have to deal with other people and how they're programmed and um, their thoughts and opinions on who we are and what we should be doing. And that's really difficult, you know, like if you are literally just now getting your voice and you have people telling you like, oh, 
you sure you want to do that? It can be very dis- discouraging. Have you experienced that? Um, not directly. I guess like because I can pick up on energy. So mm. I would really say mostly from my family. <laughs> yeah. Because they they're kind of traditional. They're kind of like reserved, and I've always just kind of been like the one to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. So it's more so like not directly but what are you doing type of energy that I kind of get from them that side eye like you know mm-hmm. and I don't really get a lot of support in what I'm doing which is fine it's mm-hmm. not, not for everybody yeah yeah and that's really like what spirituality has been for me too like me being in this energy and then having to explain it to other people so um my some of part of my family I'll say is spiritual um, and they do believe some of the same things that I do. But I think that when you're so used to seeing somebody one way and when they start growing and they really changing, like you're not just talking about little things, but like when you really take the time to evolve yourself, it shocks a lot of people. And sometimes they don't know how to take it. And I think that it's more about who you are and who you see yourself as versus like allowing other people to really control and manipulate you into becoming and being something that's totally incorrect because like a lot of what women are described as these days I feel like it's just so um vain you know I feel like femininity to most people is more of like how you look how you dress it's more of um like how you make men feel And I think it's so much deeper than that. So what would you say feminine energy is to you? Feminine energy to me is the nurturing side of you. It's the soft Mm -hmm. side. It's the kindness, the compassion, the liberated part of you, the free part of you, the the flowing part of you. Because if you think about like the masculine energy is just kind of like a little rough, a little Mm -hmm. rugged. Um, and so when you're in that energy, there's really not a lot of free flow and energy. So it's just that flowing mm-hmm. energy that we possess. Yeah, I love that. Has that been, so what do you feel like has been a challenge for you per se as like adapting to your feminine energy? Cause for me, I would say, like you said, the flow, I'm a Virgo. So I like to control things. <laughs> I like to try to control. And I've realized that like, sometimes you have to just like, be receptive and just open yourself up to allow those things to come to you and to come in and that's the essence of feminine energy it's being soft and you know when I think about my dating experience I really haven't encountered many men that allowed me to really like steep in my feminine energy and like receive and be nurturing be loving a lot of times it's been very like oh I gotta do it I gotta go after it um I have to be the one that takes initiative, but it's so important, especially in relationships to like be in your feminine energy. Like that's who we are. And it's so important for us to grasp and exude the essence of us because like, why else would we be here if it wasn't meant for us to be us, you know, to exactly. be feminine. So um, yeah. What's been your biggest challenge for you? Um, being able to really relax, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like you said receive um because i'm a mother of three um i've always kind of been that like protector that 
I don't know. It's always been kind of hard for me to just relax and just going yeah. from being in a lot of toxic relationships, always being on guard, being very mm-hmm. protective, um, finding it hard to be vulnerable and be sensitive because when you're in your feminine energy you can be sensitive and that can be frowned upon men like they don't get that like oh she's Mm -hmm. in her feminine energy they want you to boss up and Mm -hmm. get rid of your attitude get out of your feelings get out of your emotions so coming from a lot of toxic relationships and just being able to actually okay i don't have to be on guard all the time it's okay Mm -hmm. for me to be vulnerable with myself not even with others with myself um that's been been my biggest challenge mm-hmm. so far and being that. able to receive as well yeah I feel that I feel that so um there's a relationship that I've um experienced where like anytime I would be in my emotions or I would need support I was a baby like that was that was what it was it was oh you're just such a baby you know like oh I'm just not feeling well today you're a baby you know and it's like no like I'm just in tune with my emotions like I'm a woman you know I'm a feeler (laughs) and it's like it's human right to feel and to express and I feel like men have been so suppressed for so long that they also put it on their significant other when it's like if you just kind of step back a little bit and stay in your lane and like allow the woman to be that nurturing figure that loving figure like that's going to help you elevate because Definitely. the divine feminine and the divine masculine is supposed to complement each other. But I feel like in a lot of cases, it's either imbalanced or it's going against each other. But it's like, yep. it's it's not meant to be that. It's meant to be balanced. Definitely. I agree. And not only that, growing up as a child, like, because my mom was always in her masculine energy as well, because Mm -hmm. she was the provider. So anytime I would find myself wanting to be vulnerable and express my feelings and my emotions and say, well, this is how I'm feeling. It was always shut down, like really Mm -hmm. quick. Like, we don't have time for that. Get out your feelings. You're not the only one to have problems. You're a child. Like, so it was shut down at an early age. And then Mm -hmm. when I came into having relationships with men um I really I look for that safe space to be vulnerable and then of Mm -hmm. course because they didn't really have that inner understanding of where I was coming from and how I was really trying to express myself it was shut down even more Mm -hmm. so yeah trying working on bringing that side out of myself and embodying that and accepting that side of me has definitely Mm -hmm. been a challenge yeah, yeah. I have a episode, I think I just posted it today, where I was talking about how my mom at one point was like, you know, you talk about me, but you're kind of aggressive too. Like you're kind of <laughs> like the, you know, like the go-getter, like the one who's like in her masculine energy too. And I'm like, yeah, but like, I've always had to be like that. Like I've always had to pick up the pieces for myself. I've always had to be this person where if I wasn't doing good, I just wasn't doing good. And I didn't have people that I could really depend on to help me, you know, come out of that. And so my mom, like you said, my mom really operates in her masculine energy. And that's something that she's been intentionally working on is to step more into her feminine energy and figure out what that means for her. And it's been really beautiful to see her deal with that because I feel like right now in my life, spirit is really highlighting generational way of life generational traumas and i think once we get to the point where we realize it's not really just us that's experiencing these things 
what we experience and what we go through is what our aunties, our uncles, you know, our grandmas, our grandpas, like this is a cycle that we live through. It might not be exactly what your auntie went through, exactly what your mom did, but the energy is the same Mm -hmm. because as we, you know, reincarnate into this life, we are here to um, uplift our our lineage and elevate i feel like that's really just what we are supposed to do but that's just me and my thoughts um but then like i i realized that like as i'm feeling this way i realized that my mom felt this way and that's not something that i want to teach to my daughters you know to be in your masculine energy more than your feminine um to also carry on this toxic belief of what women are and what their role is um so yeah yeah um another thing i wanted to kind of like shift into is talking about the yoni healing of the yoni um and i wanted to kind of start back like we did before of when we were kids like were you taught about like your periods about like your vagina like did you have conversations I no. <laughs> um I feel like most people don't. So I'm curious to hear what your your journey is. So no, I was not taught at all. And mm-hmm. like I, I learned everything, a lot of things on my own. Like they yeah. they had like sex ed and stuff in school. Um I was in Girl Scouts and I remember having a book and it talked about getting your periods. So I was really curious about it, but it was never a conversation that my mother had with me. So when I started my period, funny story, um, I knew it was my period, but for some reason, my mind, like I really couldn't connect with it. And I was trying to stop it. I was so embarrassed. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't go to my mom and tell her like, oh my God, I started my period. Like I was literally trying to figure out like, how do I get this thing to stop? So it was like conversations like that was not, we didn't have them. It was embarrassing. It was mm-hmm. just like, we're not going to talk about this, these kind of things. And I was sharing with my little ones last night um, as I was letting them know I was going to be you know, speaking with you today, I told them a story of when mm-hmm. I when I was in elementary school, I started developing like underarm hair and pubic hair early. Yeah. And I couldn't I didn't tell my mom, I couldn't talk to her about it. So I was in this after school program and there was this boy, like he was a really good drawer. And it mm-hmm. wasn't malicious or anything, but I really wanted to talk to someone about it. So yeah. he drew a picture of a naked lady and he drew mm-hmm. pubic hair on her. And I was just kind of kind of, you know, in a subtle way explaining mm-hmm. like, oh my God, this is what I have going on as well. Yeah. And the teacher saw the picture and she told our parents parents and I got in so much trouble like I got in I got a whooping for that like my mom didn't mm-hmm. ask me like why he drew yeah. the picture or why we were talking about it like it was just like she whooped me she fussed at me she shunned mm-hmm. me for it and and at that point like I, I had to come to a space of healing from that because I had really felt like there was something wrong with me like yeah. something was wrong with my body like sex mm-hmm. was bad like it it was bad <laughs> yeah yeah and it's kind of sad that we go through that because like that's also what our moms went through like I had a conversation um with my mom and I was like you know how did you learn about your period and stuff she's like oh we that's not something we talked about there's a lot of hurt and trauma within black women that we don't really like talk about our bodies and we don't talk about ourselves so much and so for me like when I first came on my period I feel like I I was a little bit more prepared in a way. So I was in school and I didn't know anything about periods at this time. 
I remember going to the bathroom, how sometimes like when you bleed, it's not red, but it'll have like a brownish, like mm-hmm. copper color. Yeah. And so that's what my color kind of was. And I was like, did I shit my pants? <laughs> like just <laughs> being so naive and so like just ignorant to the whole situation. I'm like, like why? Like, cause I just never imagined anything coming out of my vagina. Like that's never been something that I've thought about, you know, like I used to have the thought where like, if I use a tampon, I was going to lose my virginity. Like that's how sheltered I was. Like when I was a kid, I really wasn't exposed to anything. Um, But I had this and I'm like, "Hmm," like, okay, it's whatever. And so I had saw my best friend that night because she was a cheerleader. And so I'm like, yo, like, I think I'm on my period. And so she's like, oh my gosh, let me see. So <laughs> we go to the bathroom stall and I pull my pants down and she's like, oh my gosh. And like, she was so um, jealous that she didn't have hers. And I was like, girl, like, I was getting cramps. I was like, this is not fun. So they gave me some Avil, I think. Um, she gave me like some ginger ale to help with my cramps. And, um, it was good to have the information, but it was also a lot of misinformation too of thinking, okay, I'm having cramps, so let me take Tylenol. When really, you know, when you are on your period and you're experiencing certain pain, that's a warning sign. Like your body is trying to tell you, hey, something's going on. Um, it's not normal to have painful periods. And even like if you are having cramps, like drinking ginger ale probably isn't the best thing, <laughs> you know, like there's so many other things. Even thinking about like pads and tampons, how some of that stuff has like bleach. It has a lot of like toxins. And honestly, when I learned about that a couple years ago, that really blew my mind of how careless the standards are around women, you know, um, like why would you allow chlorine in a tampon? It's crazy. I don't know if you don't mind me asking, like, what are some things that you feel like helps you um, for your menstrual cycle? Like, what are some things that, like, as a grown woman who has the research, what are some things that you used to do that now you kind of deem as, okay, maybe let's not continue to do that? Um, Usually, well, what I used to do, my mindset was, I would just be glad when this is over. Like mm-hmm. I didn't embrace it. I didn't like it. It was just like, uh, like yeah. I just want to disappear. But now what I do um, is I, I embrace it. I take that time. I know that if I am having menstrual cramps or whatever, I know that it's telling my body is telling me something. Um, mm-hmm. I like to journal. I like to write down what I'm feeling, my thoughts. Yeah. Um, this is a time that usually when you're on your menstrual cycle that your intuition is very heightened. So I pay close attention to messages that are coming in during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I drink uh, raspberry leaf tea, which Yay! is very calming and relaxing as well as chamomile tea as well. It's mm-hmm. very good for um, for you when you're on your cycle. Um, I no longer use tampons either. Um, I use pads, um, mm-hmm. organic pads, um, honey pots. Shout out to them. Like, they have the best pads. Um, I don't know. They put, like, some type of mint and lavender in it. It just, I don't know. It just feels amazing. But um, I no longer use tampons. And I also do, like, little rituals. Um, mm-hmm. I collect. I, some people think it's really weird and kind of nasty. But, hey, um, I do believe in giving back to Gaia. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's where we come from. So, sometimes I'll take some of that blood and I'll... Mm-hmm go outside and pour it out there and I just give it as an offering um but I really just really embrace 
that time of the month. I usually wear something red and representation. Um, I just try to be as chill and relaxing and connected to myself during that time. And that was something mm -hmm. that I, I used to really want to do, but I knew I couldn't do because of life. Like I just had to keep going on life, mm -hmm. nothing changed or whatever. So I just really take that time out to be more connected with myself more than anything now. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And the ra red raspberry leaf tea is freaking fire. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mix it with um, hibiscus and um, I'll boil a little bit of like cinnamon sticks in there and put agave. Whew, yeah, agave, it's so yeah. Good. It's so good. <laughs> so I've been using um, natural pads for a couple of years. But one thing I've really been wanting to try is Diva Cups. I'm excited to step more into that because um, the cups are kind of like, they're a little scary because if you think about just putting a cup inside of your vagina, like that just sounds like it hurts. Because when I use tampons, I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like every time I do it, it just hurts. So I'm a little, I'm a little curious to see how it's going to go, but I'm really excited. I feel like that'd be an easier way to also keep your blood and mm -hmm. like use it in rituals and do other things i have a tarot day and i pulled one of the cards and they was talking about a ritual using your own blood and i was like that would be a perfect time to like you know pull that out and utilize that in a sacred way so definitely i've tried the um the menstrual cups before and i've tried the the plastic ones that they have and i've mm -hmm. tried the the rubber ones that they have for me personally it just didn't work um because yeah. i think like your cervix has to be in a certain position all this wild stuff mm -hmm. and and then like the the luber like with the rubbery ones um as far as being lubricated and stuff it, it, it yeah. was a lot for me like it it didn't work for me but i do love that idea i think it's an awesome idea i really wish that there was a way um that I can make that work for me because mm -hmm. I, I love that idea, definitely. Yeah, I was like, I hope I can find some type of video. I don't know, I don't know if this is weird, but like finding an instruction video of like how they actually put it in a vagina, like how it works, because I just feel like we need more videos like that. Like of all the videos that we have out there, YouTube is really helpful with building things. We also need to have like videos like that, you know, just like simple videos, how to use a tampon, how to use a diva cup. Cause um, not everybody have people in their life that really teach them about um, sanitary products for their menstrual cycle. So just being able to like Google something and just having yeah. that resource, something so simple. Um, so I wanna kind of shift it over a little bit to um just being intentional about our journey of healing um of understanding more about our yoni as a grown-ass woman as somebody who's stepping into the, their femininity as an adult um when would you say your journey started and what would you say um like kind of kick-started like was there a moment where you were like okay i have to learn more um I'll go first to kind of give you an example. So I, like I said before, like I felt like a lot of my relationships were very much of me being in my masculine energy and I've never had that. Let me cater to you. Let me shower you in love and affection. Let me understand you. Let me make sure that your needs are being met as well as mine are. Um, I started to realize that the energy that I was getting wasn't really right. And so I started to learn more about myself. I started to love myself 
I started to work on myself. And as I did that, I felt like I was starting to see who I was as a person. And I started to work on my feminine energy within like healing myself, nurturing myself, figuring out what's going on. Why am I allowing men to treat me this way? Um, and one thing that I've experienced a lot is even with like men in my family, um, it wasn't the most positive. It wasn't the most supportive. And so I had to kind of look back at my younger self and started with my relationship with my dad. And I was like, okay, well, of course, I'm picking up a lot of men who aren't necessarily good for me because my dad wasn't really good to me. So I don't know what it's like to have a male to treat me good. Um, so it's more about like realizing what I was taking and what I was allowing from everybody and understanding that I was so much better than that. Um, and then when I did start to have sex, because I didn't start having sex until I became an adult, um, it was like, okay, I'm a grown woman now. More things can happen to my body. I need to learn about my period. Like, I really didn't know anything about my period. And I had such painful periods. And so it was like, okay, I, I can't complain about how my, how my periods are painful every month. Or I can be like, okay, let me see what's going on. Why are my, my periods painful? Is this, is this um, normal? I thought that it was because a lot of they had painful periods. And so that was something that we all related to. But there's a lot of people that's unhealthy in this world that we live in. So, I mean, if you're looking at it from a... If you're looking at it from, okay, she's unhealthy, she's unhealthy, she's unhealthy. No wonder why they have painful periods, but then this person over here eats really good and they're aware of what they're internalizing. Okay, she doesn't have pain, so something's going on. Yeah. Um, so that was me, just realizing that like what I thought was natural and normal wasn't. And then, okay, what am I going to do about it? So how about you? Um, so kind of the same thing. My dad wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't present only when I, I guess he was, he just chose to show up or whatever the case may have been. Um, and I did find myself attracting a lot of the same men um, with the same behavior patterns as my father. So what really kind of led me to, I guess, my journey was my husband and I, we it's been a lot of up and down, a lot of back and forth. Um, and I just really just kind of felt lost and confused. I was already on my, my spiritual heal healing journey already. And I kind of mm -hmm. just felt stuck and stagnant. And um, it had become, it, it had already been like mentally abusive, emotionally abusive. Um, mm -hmm. We had a few physical altercations, but it really got to a point where I had to just had to leave. Mm -hmm. And um, when I did leave, so I don't, I really don't know what it was but it was something internally just calling me to my to my yoni to my womb and I just started yeah. doing research and when I started doing research I, I found that we attract certain types of people and experiences in our lives because we heart we harvest that energy in our yonis and in our womb mm -hmm. so with knowing that I was like hmm that that makes a lot of sense so I just started really um, backtracking at all the, the men I've been with and the experiences that I, even though they were all, they were different, but they were the same in so many ways. I was like, okay, something, something is, you know, internally going on with me. Like mm -hmm. I am attracting these experiences. I am attracting these yeah. men, like not making an excuse for any, anything that they do, but I have to hold myself accountable. Like yeah. this is the type of energy that I'm putting out. This is the type of energy that I'm getting back. 
So um, I took some time to really reassess like my beliefs, my mindsets, um, mm -hmm. my own behaviors and actions. And as I was doing it, I was like, oh, you know what? Like you, you're the common denominator in all of this. Mm -hmm. So we need to, mm -hmm. to shift some things. And um, once I really had that realization, um, it wasn't an overnight shift by any means because I was still connected to him, um, still married to him and still wanted that relationship with him. However, once I really started saying like, okay, something has to change um, and being open and accepting to those things changing, every really everything around me started shifting. Um, mm -hmm. Our relationship went in a different direction. Like we're no longer together. We're living in separate spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot of battle mentally and emotionally um, within like okay if you're really going to be on this journey and womb healing journey like you have to be willing to release what's no longer serving you and that yeah. includes um, connections relationships not mm -hmm. just beliefs and mindsets we can say okay um, I deserve better um, okay I know that um, I'm attracting this type of energy. Like you can have those realizations, but if you're not putting any type of action behind it, like yeah, it's really kind of in vain having that enlightenment. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's where the shift changes. And like even thinking like you really can't fix a man, like you really have to fix yourself. And when you fix yourself, everything around you changes because everything is a reflection of you. And Definitely. that's um, one of my lessons too, of like, um, when I would be wronged or feel wronged by somebody, I'd be like, oh, well, they did this and it's their fault. They're, they're like them, them, them. But it's like, girl, accountability? Like, where are you hey, Right? <laughs> you know, it's like, like, yeah, they were an asshole, but like, did you allow them to treat you that way? Like, what is, like, what's going on in you to even allow yourself to be disrespected? And that was me, because like, Oh, I just felt like I was always being disrespected. And, you know, even if it was something big or if it was something small, like disrespect is disrespect. And I'm such a loving person where like I'm really not causing problems or drama for anyone. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not arguing with nobody. Like I'm not causing issues. Like I really just <laughs> like I'm just so drama free. I don't like it. I don't like arguing with people. Like I'll take it there if we need to, but like right? I would rather not. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, if I know that about me, why am I attracting it? And it was like, okay, I had to love myself. I had mm. to learn how to love myself as a woman and not as some scared little kid who like, like lowered herself when she felt like a man was present. Cause um, I used to be like afraid of men in a way. Like I used to feel intimidated. Like a man would talk to me and I would get scared and I would just kind of lower myself. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what about men makes you feel small? But I think that's also kind of like what we're taught in general is that men is yep. better than women. You know, um, like for me, my family, I definitely feel like my brothers got way better treatment than I did as far as like hanging out with friends, you know, texting on the phone. Um, so I feel like there's some type of underlying men are superior and women are beneath you versus I'm a divine feminine and I can compliment your divine masculine and we don't have to go against each other. You don't have to be better than me. I don't have to be better than you. We can just pick each other up, but we're weak, you know? Mm -hmm. I agree so 100% definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like learning that 
I was also understanding the importance of healing yourself and your womb before you go into your next relationship. Because if you're in this energy of where you're broken, yeah, possibly, you know, you can get into a relationship with somebody who really helps you and builds you up. But that also has to come within you, you too. Because like, if you have somebody trying to help you, but you're not open to receive the help, you're not going to get helped. And so um, there was a guy that I dated um, when I lived in Chicago. And I would say he was like the final straw for me. Um, I just felt so just like disrespected, like as far as sex, like it's just as far as everything. Like when I would fuck him, I felt like a sex toy. I didn't feel like a partner. I didn't feel like I'm somebody that you really like and you want to show me how much you like me through this, you know, intimate exchange. It was more like, I want to bust in a, all right, let's go, you know? Um, and I just, I couldn't get with it no more, you know? Like, I just felt like I wanted to be in a connection that really loves me and held space for me. So then I started holding space for myself and I would talk out loud, hey, Naya, what's going on with this? Why are you allowing this? What's going on? And as I would talk more and more and more, like I said, I would trace it back to my dad. And then I would start to um, say affirmations. I would start to force myself to think and do differently by reading books and gaining more knowledge on myself, my womb. Um, And then I feel like just everything started to kind of change for me. You know, I started to elevate my mind and by me elevating my mind, my attitude was changing. My thoughts of myself was changing because I was now more into the energy of the woman that I wanted to be versus and this scared little um, insecure energy. So like really understanding, like if you are, you know, feeling as if you're broken, going and being with different men, you know, and just continuing this pattern of going outside of you, like it really don't help, you know? Um, And I felt like for me, like I wasn't, going out like I wasn't looking for men for sex but I was looking for for companionship you know I would meet somebody and like within a week of me talking to them I'm like yep that's my man we're married (laughs) you know and it's like let him like qualify himself let him show you love yes I love that yes so yeah um what do you feel like are some steps that you took um to heal you and I don't mean necessarily like um like reading books and and like you know like using like crystals and things like that I mean like what were some like internal things like like mindset changes that you had to adapt to if that makes sense yes it makes perfect sense um for me is knowing that I was worthy um Mm -hmm. knowing that I was the prize um I always used to just put my, like, I would put it all out there. Like, look, I'm wifey material. I'm a freak in the sheets. I'm a lady in the street. You know, yes. I'm like, I was, I was, I was always <laughs> putting myself out there and giving mm-hmm. it like up front, like with, like you said, let them qualify themselves. And I never mm-hmm. did that. And really what it, I had to really know, like, hold up. I, I am worthy. Like I am mm-hmm. worth waiting on. I am worth you proving yourself to me. So mm-hmm. it was really that mindset and, Taking time to be celibate, like, yeah. like taking That's taking my sexual time. energy back is a big thing because mm-hmm. you you give so much of yourself sexually. I don't even think women even realize like you 
really give up your power mm -hmm. to someone when you engage in sexual activity. So becoming celibate and mm -hmm. um, talking to myself kindly, like really starting to like myself. Mm -hmm. and, you know, we say we love ourselves because that's like the normal or natural thing yeah, to say, yeah. but do you really like yourself? Mm -hmm. And then treating myself like I do like myself, dating myself, buying myself flowers. I love poetry. I love like love letters. So I would write my own self love letters. I send myself yeah. um, text me Like I have a, a second line for my business. So I would mm -hmm. send myself like little text messages like grand rising queen you're beautiful yeah, having I, you know what i mean like stuff mm -hmm. like that like i really had to start pouring the stuff that i would want my significant other to do for me like i started doing those things for myself mm -hmm. and really sitting with myself and my feelings and my emotions like when I was aggravated or like just in my field for whatever reason, like talking to myself and figuring out, okay, what's really going on with you? Cause you know, mm -hmm. we want, if we were in a relationship, like we want our partners to ask, ask us that yeah. so that we can talk about it. So I started asking myself that so that mm -hmm. I can have these real honest conversations with myself. And that yeah. was, that's helped tremendously. And not to mention, of course, affirmations, um, mm -hmm. mirror ma magic, dancing in the mirror, being naked in front of the Yay! mirror, just loving on my body, talking to my body. And all, all of that, like, has made a huge, huge difference. Because I used to be so insecure and mm -hmm. so self-conscious. And, I, like, I don't have, like, the biggest butt and the biggest mm -hmm. breasts and stuff. And the guys that I would date, that's what they always seem to be attracted to. So it really mm -hmm. made me insecure. Like, okay, so why are you even with me? Because my body don't look like that. And so yeah. it really started making me question myself a lot. So getting in the mirror and just looking at myself and loving on my body and putting nice oils on my body, just yes. really loving on myself has made mm -hmm. such a tremendous difference on, on my healing journey. Yes, I have a video that I created when I was in Chicago and it was creating some love oil. Um, and I would like take this oil and I would rub it on my body and I would say affirmations. And I created this love oil more of a self-love, um, enlightenment type of thing. I just wanted to um, boost the self-love that I felt within me because I realized that like as my love for myself grew, the people around me, they were also gonna get on that same wavelength. And so um, I would look in a mirror and I would just say like little uh, words of affirmations to myself. And I felt like also taking that extra time to like just rub my body and connect with my body. I felt like that also really helped in the presence of my body, like how my body looks, like how my skin looks, you know, taking that time to really care for yourself and nurture yourself and your body. Um, I want to go back to when you were talking about being celibate, though, because um, like I said, the guy that I broke up with when I was in Chicago, um, I took two years off from dating. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to date anybody. I didn't want anything. Um, and it was more because I wanted to trust myself again. I wanted to get to a place where I allowed myself freedom to just be me without being so self-conscious of, oh, well, am I going to fuck this up? Like, am I going to allow myself to, you know, put my walls down too easily? Because I didn't trust myself. I didn't know myself. So I took those two years off and I really got to know myself. And that's when I would do my Yoni steams. That's when I first started doing my Yoni steams. And it was beautiful because I was connecting to my womb. I would say my affirmations. I was learning about my period. 
And um, once I broke that celibacy, I felt so, like I felt their energy in me. Like, I don't know if you've ever felt that, but I've never experienced that shit before. Like, like just being so clear and pure and just your own energy. And then when you have sex, to feel somebody else in you. But like, for me, it was like, oh, like get out of me. Like, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want it. Because it was like, it was so unbalanced. Like the person who I allowed to enter me, like wasn't even on my level. Like we didn't even like the same things. Like it was just so disconnected. And so that was the very first time that I was like, I can like feel his energy, like it's not him, because it was after we had sex, but it was like, I still felt the energy. And I was like, this shit's really real, like cleansing the energy of your womb. And like, as you get rid of certain people in your life, you literally have to spiritually cleanse the energy from within your body, within your womb, because you hold on to that. So, um, Speaking, I didn't mention Yoni's theme, but yes, that is something that I have been very big on. I know when I was first introduced to it, I only had the understanding of like, okay, you boil it, you sit on a pot, and you just sit there. But it is so much more Yoni's theme mm-hmm. than just sitting on a pot. Um, yeah. One of my rituals that I do re- religiously now is I make sure that I, I write out what I'm releasing from my Yoni before I even Yoni theme. Mm. And then I set the mood. Um, I always have a candle. I sage first. Um, I have some um, frequency music going. And as I am steaming, I usually read out what I'm releasing verbally. Mm-hmm. And then um, I envision what I'm releasing as well. Like if I'm cut cording, um, cord cutting, I don't know how I get that tied up. But <laughs> if I'm doing that, um, or if it's someone that I've had sex with and I'm releasing their energy, like I'm visualizing, releasing all of their energy, releasing every experience that I've had with them during yeah. this, this ritual. And then once I am done, I burn the paper that I've written everything on and then I, you know, release those ashes. So it's, it's it really is a, a real ritual. Like mm-hmm. I really just, it irks me so bad. I've said this before that when I see people online and they're sitting on their phones, Joni Steeman, yeah. or they're, oh, that is not like you're, you're, you're doing this all wrong. Like mm-hmm. you're not doing anything now. Yeah. Not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. yes, that, that sexual energy, when you have sex with someone, you do feel them because like I said, me and my husband, we've been on and off. So we live separately a few times. Like he's left and come back. And mm-hmm. when he left, before I was, I became celibate. I was cleansing, releasing everything. And then he came back and we ended up sleeping together. And right when we did, I just, everything just, I don't want to say it went to shit, but mm-hmm. like the energy, because I know the type of energy that he had been in. Like I felt all of yeah, that. And it was exactly. like, I had to go through that process of cleansing, mm-hmm. releasing, cutting all over again. So yeah. definitely making sure that you are connected with someone that um, is definitely healing and is on your level before you mm-hmm. go there because yeah. the energy's real (laughs) yeah like even sex magic like it's one of the most powerful things whether you're doing it with somebody else that's even more powerful but even if you're doing it by yourself you know um as you orgasm and reach your climax like it's a the level of energy that you're on like it's so powerful and it's a beautiful time to like speak your manifestations speak your affirmations and it's like if you're intertwining energy with somebody that 
don't have your best interests at heart and they're just radiating this lower vibrational energy to you, you know, it's just so important to realize that because even like you don't have to have sex with somebody to also pick up on the energy too you know right. like you can literally be in the same room as somebody um and and feel that energy and pick up on it like i had a roommate a couple years ago and she would break stuff all the time like we couldn't keep dishes nothing it was just broken and literally the first day that i started to move out i just started breaking stuff just breaking stuff and I'm like what the heck you know like all you got to do is just be around somebody you know you just be in close vicinity with somebody and you can pick up on their energy so just imagine if you're literally letting somebody in your portal how much of that energy is really being released into you um so a couple more things before we end because I know we're getting at like 43 minutes (laughs) um I want to talk about what do you do when you don't have anyone to talk to? Um, Have you ever felt like, you know, like your relationship is just not going good or even just like your yoni, you know, maybe something is a little off your womb. Like, how do you approach it when you don't have people to talk to? Um, Because you have a group. I don't know if you wanted to to put it out. So we don't got to talk about it if, if not. But I love the fact that you created that group because so many people need that connection. So many of us women need to be more of a sisterhood versus a competitor. You know, it's something beautiful when we can support each other and be like, hey, like this is going on with my Yoni. Like, do you know about this? And them have a mature, respectable response. And I like, oh girl, your, your pussy smell like fish. You know what I mean? Like right. not down to somebody, but like, hey, like, okay, you have odor. Let's figure out, is it being your food? You know, I feel like we have this thing where we shame each other um, for, you know, our periods or for our smells. And it's like, yo, we all experience the same things. Like, let's stop the competition. I agree 100%. Um, so I've, I've actually been in a space for the past, like three years maybe of not having anyone to talk to um Mm -hmm. I really had to figure out a lot of things on my own there were times where I would interact with other women but the energy would just seem so off like it Mm -hmm. it just we never really clicked so um for me when I didn't have anyone to talk to I did a lot of journaling um I'm a very spiritual person so I definitely talk to my ancestors I'm Mm -hmm. always talking to the most high I'm always seeking some type of guidance and I know not everyone is in that space or really believes that way so me Mm -hmm. creating the Facebook group that I did create was intentionally for it for that so that we can come together and say look this is what I'm going through this is how I'm feeling I need some support like Mm -hmm. judgment free because that was something I longed for like Mm -hmm. I was like please just send me somebody I can talk to somebody I can trust and I didn't get it which I I really understand now it wasn't meant for me to have anyone at that time that was a journey that I had to be on by Mm -hmm. myself however um I created this space releasing relational trauma through Yoni and womb healing on Facebook so that women can have this safe space to come to ask questions to vent just to have that moral support because like you said like we have to get out of this space of competing and judging Mm -hmm. one another like we all encounter the same feelings the same emotions Mm -hmm. probably the same experiences a lot of the times and because we it's been so competitive and the energy has been so murky for so long. A lot of women are just like, you know, I, I just got to deal with this on my own, but you yeah. really don't. You mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> you yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And journaling also helped me as well. Um, I like to write, but um, one thing that I love to do, and I feel like it makes such a difference, is I started my podcast because I would literally just write voice. I would just leave voice memos for myself when I needed to like release and I wanted somebody to talk to and I felt like I couldn't talk to somebody, I would record myself. And um, sometimes I would listen back to it as healing. Sometimes it would just stay in my phone and I would never open it up. Um, but it was just a way for me to release. Sometimes I would like just literally take my camera out and I would record myself and I would talk. Um, and I would just look at myself as I'm talking and it's like I'm holding space for myself. And it's also beautiful to look back on, you know, like a year or two, like after me recording that video of being like, man, I've really come far. Like, that's dope. Because one thing about writing it out is you get the idea of what you're doing and what you're saying. But it's like when you can hear your voice, when you can see and look at yourself and you're like eye to eye with yourself. You're like, man, like, <laughs> OK, you know, like I'm, I've really come far. So that was definitely something that I did. Um, I also started to um, just like learn. I would learn about different things that um, intrigued me. So like I would read about spirituality, I would paint, I would um, do creative things. And then as I started to tap into those things and find things that I really liked, I would then like go to a class. Now I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't as consistent as I would like to be, but I would start to like go places where like minds would be. And if it vibed, it vibed. And if it didn't, then that's cool. Like I put myself out there, but I feel like that's a really great way to get around more like-minded people is as you learn who you are and what you like, start going to classes. Like if you like dancing, go to a dance class. If you like painting, go to a painting class, you know? Um, I agree. There's so many ways to connect with people these days. I love that you said that about recording like voice memos. Like I didn't even think about mm -hmm. that because um, I made a lot of YouTube videos. Like I took, I made a lot of them um, private now and I only share them in my Facebook group now. But a lot mm -hmm. of those videos that I did record, like um, Yoni Talks with Eloa, those uh -huh. are my personal experiences, like dealing with mommy and daddy issues. There's one yeah. that's going to come up about, you know, how to heal your Yoni um, when you're going through a breakup or a separation mm -hmm. or a divorce. Like all of those were based off my own experiences and those are my outlets um because I like I know like other women have these experiences as well and they don't know what to do and it was like yeah. me speaking to myself because a lot of those videos I've gone back and watched because it was me giving my own self-advice like remember mm -hmm. when you said to do this and do yeah. that like yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> so yes definitely um recording yourself is it, it, it that helps a whole lot mm -hmm. um and getting out like you say I'm in a smaller like smaller town right now so mm -hmm. I, I kind of don't have as many outlets to like get out and really meet people that are yeah. really like-minded. But I love the fact that you put that out there because like now I know like, okay, when I do move into a bigger city or when I'm able to travel a lot more, like I want to, mm -hmm. um, I do need to go out and go to some paint shops and yeah. paint. Cause I love painting. My kids love painting. Like, uh -huh. so I love that you put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it makes all the difference. Like you had mentioned poetry before. Oh my gosh. Um, in 2020, I wrote a poetry book in like four days <laughs> and it's wow. like 80 pages. Um, I was just writing and writing and writing and releasing. And, um, I finally said one of my poems, 
um, I said it at a spoken word. It's called What is Love? And um, the whole thing was just talking about literally what is love? Like we're taught a lot of toxic um, traits of what love can look like. But what Mm. is love for real? Like love is really like accepting somebody, understanding them, not distorting this image of them so that they can look how you want them to look. It's literally just allowing people to be and appreciating them for literally just being themselves and being okay with that. Um, And so like poetry, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite things to do when I'm upset. And I feel like that's when I make my best poetry is when I'm going through it. And I've been singing for the longest, oh, I want to make this poetry book. I want to do it. I want to release it. And um, that's something that I really, really, really want to release because I feel like I finally got to the point to where I'm grown from that. I've grown from that and I've healed from that. And I feel like by me releasing it out to the world is literally just like releasing it from me too. You know, Mm -hmm. just like, it's like just releasing that energy, like no longer keeping it wound up and bottled up inside of me. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes from that. I'm excited. Um, I want to read it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. I actually wanted to um, (laughs) start posting some of my um, poetry on my, um, Instagram page and I just haven't done it yet but I am I'm, I'm about to start getting it together and getting it flowing so two last things before we cut this off because I don't want to take too much of your time um, what are some yoni healing methods that you love and that you swear by and then what are some healthy seeds that you've poured into yourself we've talked about our journey from where we went from you know um this little girl not knowing much into us blossoming into this knowledgeable woman that's not only catering and helping our helping ourselves but also our community so um yeah all right so um yoni healing methods that i that's where i live by um i would actually just have to say um Yoni steaming. Um, I feel mm-hmm. so connected to my ancestors through Yoni steaming. Um, yeah. I've had experiences where I've seen relation, relational and generational traumas that they've experienced um, through Yoni steaming. Like I've had some amazing experiences through Yoni steaming. Like it, it really just changed my life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I would love to educate women more on so that they're actually doing it right and getting the fullest out of it. Um, another method <clears throat> is womb journaling. Um, yeah. Just having a journal set aside, just just speaking, let your womb speak to you. What is it saying? Is it angry? Is it sad? Is it bitter? Um, is it full of resentment? Is it feeling stuck? Is it not flowing? Like asking those questions, like talking to your yoni and womb and then writing what's coming to you. Like you gain so much insight about yourself. Like your womb has a voice and she wants to speak. So those are the two yoni healing methods that I, I live by yes. and some healthy seeds that I've um, planted for myself or within myself is how I see myself, how I speak to myself. Um, I've had such a distorted vision of myself. Like I never see myself as confident. I never see myself as secure. I never see myself um, 
as worthy or, or value or any of that. So planting seeds, positive seeds, speaking to myself kindly and being mm -hmm. compassionate with myself has changed my life. And just knowing like every day when I look in a mirror, like you're worthy, you're mm -hmm. still here for a purpose. You are worthy. You are yeah. deserving of love, not just from anybody else, but from yourself. Like we are mm -hmm. so quick to want to give love to everyone else and prove ourselves yes. to everyone else. But knowing that I deserve all that energy that I've been pouring to other people mm -hmm. has really just really been life changing for me. So. Yeah, I love that. Being selfish is important. You got to be. It is. Yourself. You have to. <laughs> you got to. Because if you're not fully yourself, you're full of somebody else. And now you got <laughs> an alignment with yourself, you know? Yep. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so, so, so excited that we got this done. Um, do you want to, like, plug yourself, let them know, like, where you are, where they can follow you, anything you're working on? Absolutely. So I am on Facebook. I have a private Facebook group. It is called Releasing Relational Trauma Through Yoni and Womb Healing. I'm also on IG at I am Eloa. Um, I don't know if you'll be able to, like, maybe put that in the description, but... Um, mm -hmm. You can find me there and I'm offering Yoni and womb healing group sessions. My next group session starts October the 26th is eight weeks. It's an eight week course. We meet once a week via zoom. Um, and we just discuss different topics each week. That's going to assist um, women on healing, growing and evolving, stepping into their power, embracing their feminine energy, their sexuality, their sensuality and all those beautiful things. So, yep. I love that's that. Fact. I love that. I'm going to have to check that out. I didn't know you were doing that. Um, yes. That sounds dope, though. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you for coming into this space with me and um, for sharing and being open and vulnerable. I really, really appreciate that.